Hi everybody, back with another podcast. Um, just to let you know, if you do know my YouTube channel from that video I made in San Antonio, you do know that I have a YouTube channel. But soon I will be posting about my pet tarantula I got early the day before my birthday. I don't know. I think it was the day before my birthday. It's a girl. Her name is Charlene. It's a Valenzuela tiger spider. Tiger tarantula. I think. I know it's Valenzuela. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Should I tell you the name? I don't know. Yeah. Charlene, I think. I I, I know the name is Charlene because I came up. Okay, well, (laughs) today we're going to be reading three scary stories from not the first scary storybook, but the second. The second one. Yeah, so this is more scary stories to tell in the dark. Um. I don't know how much people know this. If you're older, you probably know this. If you're younger, like, uh, not boomers, I guess you know this. Or don't know this anymore. Oh, oh, dang, I lost my picture. Okay, so, um, let's get started. Story number one of three. Wonderful Sausage. One dark, rainy Saturday afternoon, a fat and jolly butcher named Samuel Blunt had an argument over money with his wife, Elise, but lost his Blunt lost his temper and killed Elise. Then he ground her up into sausage meat and buried the bones under a big flat rock in the backyard. To keep the murder a secret, he told everyone that she had moved away. Blunt mixed his new sausage meat with pork, then seasoned it with salt and pepper. Added some sage and thyme, a bit of garlic, to give it a special flavor. He smoked it in his smokehouse for a while. He called it Blunt's Special Sausage. There was such a demand for this new sausage that Blunt bought the best hogs he could find and started raising his own pork. He also kept a sharp lookout for humans who might make a tasty sausage meat. One day, a nice plump school teacher came into his shop. Blunt grabbed her and ground her up. Another time, Blunt's dentist came by. He was a little round man, and into the grinder he went. Then one by one, the children in the neighborhood began to disappear, and so did their kittens and puppies. But no one ever dreamed that Blunt the Butcher had anything to do with it. Things went on that way for many years. Then one day, Blunt made a big mistake. A fat boy came into the butcher butcher shop. Blunt grabbed him and started to drag him off to the sausage grinder. But the boy broke loose. Broke loose. Sorry about that. But 
the boy broke loose and ran out of the shop. And Blunt chased after him, waving a but big butcher knife. When people saw this, they realized at once what had become of all the missing children and grown-ups, and kittens and puppies. An angry crowd gathered at the butcher shop. No one knows for sure just what happened to Blunt that day. Some say he was fed to his hogs. Others say he was fed to his sausage grinder. But he was never seen again, and neither was his wonderful sausage meat. Okay, that was story number one. Sorry about the, um, no, I messed up. Okay, let's go on to story number two. <coughs> story number two of three, The Man in the Middle. It was almost midnight. Sally Troot had just gotten on the subway train at 15th Street after visiting her mother. Don't worry, Sally told herself. Dang, I missed her. Don't worry, Sally had told her. The subway is safe. There is always a policeman on duty. But that night she didn't see one. Except for her, the subway car was empty. At 42nd Street, Three tough-looking men got on. Two of them were holding up the third, who looked drunk. His head rolled from side to side, and his legs refused to work. When they got him seated between them, his head came to rest on the shoulders. Sally thought he was staring at her. She buried her head in a book and tried not to notice at 23rd Street, Jim's, oh, at 28th Street, one of the men stood up. Take it easy, Jim, he said to the man in the middle, and he got off. At 23rd Street, Jim's other friend stood up. You'll be fine, he said, and he got off. Now the only ones left in the car were Jim and Sally. Just then, the train went around a sharp curve, and Jim pitched onto the floor at Sally's feet. When she looked down at him, she saw a trickle of blood on the side of his head. Just above it, a bullet hole. There we go. The end of story two. I'm pretty bad at reading this out loud. Don't be mad, please. I just started doing this. So... Yeah. Alright, so we're about to start story number three of three. Um, okay. Story number three of three. The bed by the window. The three old men shared a room at the nursing home. Their room had only one window, but for them it was the only link to the real world. Ted Coughlin, who had been there the longest, had the bed next to the window. When Ted died, the man in the next bed, George Best, took his place, and then the third man, Richard Green, took George's bed. Despite his illness, George was a cheerful man who spent his days describing the sights he could see from his bed. Pretty girls, a policeman, on horseback, 
a traffic jam, a pizza parlor, a fire station, and other scenes of life outside. Richard loved to listen to George. But the more George talked about life outside, the more Richard wanted to see it for himself. Yet he knew that only when George died would he have his chance. He wanted to look out the window so badly that one day he decided to kill George. He's going to die soon anyways, he told himself. What difference would it make? George had a bad heart. If he had an attack during the night, a nurse could not get to him right away. He had pills to take. He kept them in a bottle on top of the cabinet between his bed and Richard's. All Richard had to do was knock the bottle on the floor, where George could not reach it. A few nights later, George died just as Richard had planned. And the next morning, Richard was moved to the bed by the window. Now he would see for himself all the things outside that George had described. After the nurses left, Richard turned to the window and looked out, but all he could see was a blank brick wall. Okay, guys, that's the end of today's podcast. So, I really hope you guys enjoyed. Um, make sure to stay tuned for more stuff like this, but without me stuttering, because I kind of stuttered a lot. So, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Or not watching. Uh, listening. And, uh, I'll see you next time. Stay scary.